You are listening to Strengthen Bonds, an Async Twilight Imperium podcast. This is episode 12. Flight of Fancy is about to become an agent by strengthening bonds. I'm your host, BLT. So as you can tell, we've got Flight of Fancy on this week, and he did in fact just beat me in a minister's game to become an agent, um, and he wanted to make sure that everyone knew that, but also that he won it with the Strength and Bonds secret, which uh, which is on point. Um, maybe I'll just get that out of there really quick. We've got four new ministers in Async Rank and two new agents from last time, so uh, Tom, Dennis, Clan of Rob, and Bradford are new ministers. And Flight of Fancy, of course, is a new agent, along with Pally. So congrats to all them. They are starting. We now have uh, three agents. And so we are getting closer to being able to, you know, eventually get our first commander, which will be after agent. Um, so that's very fun. Um, I want to just dive right into chatting with Flight of Fancy this week. I, there is a best thing I saw this week, which was uh, Tedward getting eliminated in the agenda phase. I'm going to hold on that. I have the whole story. I'm going to save that for a later week, um, but wanted to give him his quick shout out. Um, and, and the story is pretty cool. So I'll, I'll come back to that. Um, but yeah, let's just jump right into chatting with Flight of Fancy. Our guest for this week, very excited to have him on the show, is Flight of Fancy. Welcome on. Oh, thanks for having me. Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm really glad to really glad to get you on the show. I feel like I had a streak there where I was in a few games with you, and then maybe didn't for a while. I, I mean, maybe it was my fault. I, I don't know. But but I do. I, I think we're in at least two like right now together. Um, so that's that's been good again. Yeah, we're finally we're finally back in the groove, and uh, it's feeling pretty good. And and I don't think I've I've wrecked your game in any of these recent ones because uh, you're not Winu, which is my basically my only excuse for doing that typically. So, yeah, it's Winu hasn't come up in the draft as much, and I usually if I, if I save Winu for the last pick, then it's just sitting there waiting for me. But uh, yeah, I haven't played Winu in in many months, which is both sad but kind of refreshing as well. <laughs> it's, it's it's a nice feeling to not be like I know everyone wants me dead. <laughs> it's just it's yeah. nice. So. <laughs> Um, well, you know, the first question I just love to ask people, maybe we'll just start with this and kind of just see where things go. But, um, you know, how did you get into, into TI at all? How did you get into async TI? Like, were those at the same time? Was there a big gap? I'm just, I, I, I love to kind of hear the story about how people found the server. Yeah, as soon as TI4 came out, uh, one of my good buddies who lives up in, uh, in Maine uh, called me up and said, hey, can you come up for the weekend? And I was like, wait, the weekend? It's like, yeah, we got a game we have to play. And um, it was Friday afternoon and spent hours trying to look over everything and just getting extremely excited. Um, and that was my first time playing. It was probably back in about 2018 once the game came out. And then um, I really got in with a lot of uh, different folks who have been uh, very popular or very uh, won a lot of games on the uh, in the tournaments and what have you. With a, There was a split session evening group that we used to do every like Tuesday night or so for probably about a couple of years. Um, and then honestly, since async has 
happened i think we've done like one split session since but um we call him dad but dj 38s was the uh the first one to get us over here onto the uh, server and i think the uh game number 35 was the first one that we played on the server um way back in the day and then um yeah since it's just been going like crazy yeah no that's that's awesome i think at this point like i think my first game was like two i, sh- I should go back and check but 211 or something like that and at this point you know now that we're into 1900 for the games that just feels like ancient history but i you know when i joined there was already a huge community you know there were already a ton of like i, I felt new right i mean it was already right. going on so it's cool that you yeah you were one of the first ones then yeah, I got brought in, and uh, oh my gosh, at first it was, and, and folks who are uh, well-versed in the bot, and it's how it's been completely updated and renovated, man, oh man, I struggled so hard at start. I was, I, I almost wanted to quit, because it's like trying to enter in the commands, and you mess it up, and you're spending just 10 minutes to move a unit to a different planet. Well, I did, I did quit. I, I, I came in for a hot second. I don't know where I found the, the, the site. I went in Discord, couldn't figure out how to start a game. It was it just somehow was overwhelming. I just left, and I think I went back to like Twilight Wars or whatever the other one is. Um, and at this point, I would yeah. go back to that one. I, I I'm done with that. But yeah, it, it, my, my my first reaction was like, this looks hard, <laughs> and I just left. <laughs> it was it definitely was hard. Uh, I'm privileged enough to work for myself, so I have a decent amount of downtime during the day, so I could kind of slowly grind away and and make things happen. But man, oh man, that it's how smooth it runs now is just completely mind-boggling. I'm kind of a, like a not a loose cannon, but I just I, my sort of care level as far as like competing is relatively minimal, and I don't pretty much ever sit down and like stare at the map and try to optimize every move. It's more just like if I can move the game along and I can make a move even if it's quasi suboptimal, I'm just gonna do it. And um, I just I know there's many people out there who who compete and it's extremely important to them. Um, and tip of the cap to you, but I. That's not on async, not really even in, in tournaments do I really like grind away a lot. I just try to make, make moves I think are, are decent and just kind of go for it. Well, that also fills in too because I, I, I do remember, you know, now I feel like there's like a whole large cohort of people who are like very speedy. You know, if you want to get a game done in two weeks, you can find a group to do that. But a long time ago, I think you were actually like one of the fastest people. And maybe you still are, but I'm just saying like you were one of the fewer uh, people who were fast. And I guess that that's part of why if you're willing to just make the move, uh, that'll definitely speed things along. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I guess I'm relatively fast. Like I don't pride myself on my speed. Like my wife's sitting down the hall for me. I can't say like, oh my God, I'm so great because I'm avoiding my family to play Twilight. <laughs> um, right. That, that certainly doesn't work that way. But I mean, obviously, as hundreds and hundreds of more people have come in, there's obviously now people that are faster, which is fine. I just, I just, I'm typically available, and 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 I make my moves relatively speedily. I don't know. At some point in my life, it, I got guilted into feeling like other people shouldn't wait for me. Right. Totally. And I just kind of just, in everything I do, practically, that's what I do is typically put other people's first and i just i don't want to make other people upset even though literally they might be like in europe right now and it's just like i'm never going to meet them i think it could be okay to take an extra half an hour but no it's not like i'll make my move there, there, there have been a few times when i've gone in there i gotta you know i gotta make this move uh you know so i i make it really quick and to your point maybe suboptimally but and 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 then you know the next person like you're saying like they're in europe or who knows and, and the next person doesn't take their hour their turn for six hours and i kind of think well i guess i could have taken another few minutes on that but whatever it's it's fine yeah, or they maybe don't take a move for a day or two, and you're just sitting around. You're like, I 
probably could undo my move. I guess at this point. Nothing has changed, <laughs> but whatever. All right. Um, the big thing I, I mean, I talk about like whatever with you. I mean, it, it's a lot of fun. But the big thing I definitely wanted to, to spend some time on the show talking about with you was Argent Flight. Um, I, I, you know, you have flight in your name. Yeah. I don't know if that's like actually connected at all. But I, it is. It, it's 100%. When, when Argent Flight came out, I saw that as my absolute favorite faction and they still are and that's how i i came up with my name was just it's a oh really argent yeah that's i i I did i didn't want to put argent in my name and honestly i don't use discord for anything other than playing twilight um so that's what just it was i I wanted to use flight and then i just kind of i think there's a famous song out there flight of fancy so i think that's pretty much just how i came up with it Okay, that that's even more commitment than I realized. I mean, I just figured like maybe maybe there was some other connection, but no, it's directly based off Argent Flight. That's awesome. What's so great about them? You know, let's hear what what you love about Argent Flight. I actually just think it's cool to to hear someone who has that level of passion that you've got your name <laughs> based off the, the, the faction. Well, not as as you know, with playing many games and multiple other people know, I'm probably the opposite of what you would consider an aggressive person. Sure. Um, yeah. my play style is is not necessarily defensive. But I don't necessarily see you like three moves ahead. Like there's so many people that I have played with before who like have the next round all mapped out in their head. And I pretty much just say, hey, maybe I want to do this one move and I'm going to do this. And then so much of the board state can change before you're next. So I try not to have like five moves mapped out in my head. But there's so many people that just like play this probably in their brains. And that's just like, I can't do that. So I'm going to jump in on that really quick because I'm exactly the same. I think I used to try to make plans and every time I would make plans, it would come around to my turn again and the plan wouldn't be relevant anymore. And so I have basically, like I have a, I have a structure, I have a frame, I have an idea, I have to score this, this round, like whatever, right? But no, I have given up on <laughs> making detailed plans basically always. Yeah, it's just, and uh, negotiations can be quasi exhausting for me. I, I just like to kind of keep things moving along. So I, I typically shy away from those factions that have to make a lot of trades and Argent is like the opposite of a tradey faction because their PN is extremely situational, right? Like no one really needs that unless you're looking to score a secret. Yeah, the PN is not that great. The the, the agent is like basically impossible to sell if you were trying to. Yeah, I mean, well, I I think the agent is tremendous. I I, I mean, typically, even if if I'm playing in a game with Yasarl and I see that Argent's in the game, I just love having that ability to to scatter your infantry around. It's, It's like a yin spinner in a way where you can just better defend your planets by shooting things off uh and it just it's 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 a huge boon to the, having a three planet home system that right you can only build out of one of course right. you're capped with your capacity so it's not like you're building 20 infantry and throwing them all over the place but uh i think the agent's tremendous but i just i like flexibility and argent you just there's so many different things you can do with them you typically can have fun with them whatever you want to try I value flexibility a ton as well, but I, I, I and, I'm, and I hope this doesn't sound like I'm trying to argue with you. I just finished a game with Argent Flight and I lost, so maybe that's like salty on my brain or whatever. But I, uh, I, so, so it's just maybe just to share where I'm coming from. Like I had a, it was a really cool game. I managed to use the hero like, kind of interestingly. Like I actually moved like four mechs and, and a whole fleet like kind of over to where Shard was going to be for the next round. I was like feeling very happy about all that, like the flexibility. But I kept missing Lightwave. I kept you know because I, I, I didn't go deep blue. Um, I, yeah. you know, I kept missing, I guess, I guess just some of the things that I'm used to having when I think about flexibility. And so maybe it's probably just me needing to play them more and get better with them. But, um, other, I mean, destroyers can carry stuff. What other flexibility stuff do you like about Argent Flight? 
Well, the starting tech options is is typically where you can have some flexibility. I mean, they they certainly don't have this massive toolkit, which is also one of the things that appeals to me. It's not this like, I don't know, some people that are like, oh my gosh, I love SAR. It's like, yeah, well, because you can in a way do whatever you want with SAR, and you can potentially get away with it and like destroy someone's game. And it's, it's that's not typically the flexibility that I enjoy. Um, to know that if, if someone threatens you and is trying to take your stuff, if you've got your strike wing alpha twos, they're going to have a hard time getting through your stuff. I mean, obviously if they go overwhelming plastic, okay, well, yeah, sure. I mean, anybody can win against overwhelming plastic, right? There's just, um, but the ability to be kind of defensive, but also sending out one or two destroyers to potentially snipe a planet that you need also can be, can be fun. So you mentioned the starting tech, and actually we had a, a cool discussion about this recently. Um, certainly like Space Cats podcast, uh, they are all in on red-yellow as the starting plasma scoring, starting tools, you know, that you got to get PDS2 out, you got to, uh, you know, you can go into Strike Wing Alpha 2, et cetera. Like, I, and that feels like the community consensus kind of is, is start red-yellow, you're an idiot if you start green, but uh, I'm not sure we agree. Uh, <laughs> I think we might nope. have a different uh, approach to that. So let's hear your, your how do you like to start with? I it when I play Argent, which I will say, unfortunately, I don't know if somehow these multi drafts are like kind of rigged. But man, I feel like I've seen Argent in two of my last like twenty games, oh, and man. I haven't had a chance to play them in, in a very long time. Um, but I pretty much always start with with green yellow. Like I feel like Sarween is is mandatory. I mean, they have cheap plastic, and the right. ability to save a resource here or there when you're building cheap plastic is fantastic. Um, but the, I don't see the need to get plasma unless like the only caveat I would say is, is if you feel like you're going to have an extremely aggressive neighbor and you need to have that extra PDS shot. Right. Right. But as you had discussed and what I would typically always do is you don't need plasma. If you go AI dev and skip right into striking wing alpha twos. And from there, honestly, that, that potentially could be it. Like that literally might be your whole tech for the game. Um, I, I played a game. I was privileged enough to be invited to play in the uh, Invitational. And I literally just, I played a game with Argent and I just had, I asked Matt before we started, I said, Matt, can I have chat pick my tech for me? Because <laughs> I think tech, tech is, it can be vital for some factions, but for Argent, like I said, it's sort of just like, it's a bare bones sort of what you're going to get. And not, there's not a huge amount that's going to drastically change how you're going to play them. That was, that was my experience. So th yeah, this, this last game I started uh neural and Sarween felt really good about that. I don't think I built any P I might've taken construction once and I had to put a PDS. I can't remember, but I don't, I didn't intentionally build any PDS the entire game felt really good about it. Um, then yeah. I ended up going like sling relay. Cause I, I thought maybe being able to throw a, um, or I guess I got dark energy tap because we had an, an Empyrean and I had some empty space. Like I, I, I you know, I, I went to some other stuff for sure, but um, but it all kind of just felt like superfluous at that point. Like the only thing I really needed was my strike when alphas upgraded and Sarween. And yeah, that was pretty much, oh, and, and the extraction card because, you know, five extraction cards in a game, that's, you know, it's arguable how good that will be, but I'll take it, you know? Yeah, I, I completely agree. I feel that so much of, of Twilight Imperium is is luck or totally. as other people like to call it the seventh player right right like i just there's so many games i've played dozens of games that you know after like round two 
you just don't really have a chance. And then you're just you're playing the string out. And sometimes all of a sudden things happen. You're like, whoa, wait a second. I've got scorable secrets. And all of a sudden these, this objective flopped. I now have a very good chance to win this game. Is and that, is that how you felt with this Yin game we just played? I feel, I don't know if we could talk about that or not, but if you just feel like you were actually really not looking good in my opinion, but I think you're about to win because you came out and scored that two pointer. Um, yeah. And that's the thing is, is with Yin, it, for some reason, for whatever reason, I just, I, I would rather play an undervalued faction or a faction that isn't as good. And if I win with them, it's that much more exciting. Right. Right. Where if, if winning with like a top tier faction just it's not like i it's not like i'm so good at this game that i need to challenge myself with harder factions absolutely not that is not even close to the case it's just that typically i end up with undervalued factions which i'm completely fine with but yeah the the game that you're referencing right now when the two pointer flopped and it's control six planets of a type it's like well this is fantastic because guess what the yin hero is tremendous with very good yeah exactly it's going and sniping planets that people haven't completely defended right if it literally was pretty much 19 other objectives that flopped for a (laughs) two-pointer yin it's gonna not really do anything but that one so far in that game things are looking good for me because of the fact that the two-pointer flopped and it was tremendous for the faction that i was playing one more thing I want to say about Argent, you know, kind of going back to our, what we're talking about with these, with this tech start, um, is, is when I play against Argent flight, you're like, they have, if they have one PDS and they start with the classic plasma scoring, that one PDS can shoot three shots. And I will admit that's very annoying, especially when I'm thinking about, uh, space cannon defense, I'm trying to land on that planet. So I don't want to like go against that. But whenever I have PDS, I just feel like it kind of like what you're saying about not being a super aggressive player. Whenever I have PDS, all that ever happens is I just end up, people just pay me not to fire them. And I'm like, I don't usually feel like I get paid enough. So I've just, I've just kind of given up on building PDS in general. Um, so that's why I'm leaning more into the other stuff with Argent and myself too. Yeah. And I mean, if you're going to try to take a system, right. And I feel like I've heard this many times before. If you have someone who's going to shoot at you three times, or if you have plasma and I'm going to shoot at you four times, literally you think one die, someone's going to say, right. no, I'm not going for that. Like, but never mind. I just give up because you have <laughs> plasma scoring. I'm not even going to try to go for that system. When I recently learned, I mean, this is silly, but I recently learned plasma scoring apparently doesn't work on AFB. And so it's like, oh, that, that's actually, that's actually would like that as urgent flight. Maybe if it would help me with my anti-fighter barrage, maybe, but no, it doesn't yeah. even do well, it. Well, their commander helps you with that. Sure. Right. But yes, plasma scoring doesn't. And it's just kind of one of those comical. It's like it helps you with bombard. It's like, well, what? I don't have any bombardment <laughs> shits. <laughs> right. It's like not too frequent. I mean, you can get real funky with Arjun if you want, but to get but to get your dreads out there and to get them to probably dread two, where they're actually doing something for you. Right. Is That's pretty big investment. So out of the tech path that obviously you could do it. I mean, pretty much anything is possible, but. It's it's not a, a standard thing that folks would have done. Any other final thoughts about Argent for us? Like I love where they're at. They're just a fun time to play with. But yeah, like I said, their their PN is very very situational, and right. their hero is even more situational. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I honestly have never used it for like any sort of master play. Like I know you can, but it is so situational with how it can actually be useful. Um, so yeah but yeah if, if, if we get a codex ever on our argent maybe maybe just the hero um we could just figure out a way to to make that a little more fun um or something yes 
That, that sounds good to me. All right, then let's do it. Let's get into tech of the week. I think based on the conversation we just had, let's uh, not draw randomly from this deck. We're out of yellows anyway, no. so whatever. Yeah, let's get just out do of here, yellow. <laughs> let's do neuromotivator. Let's make that the tech of the week. Um, yes. And chat about it. So let me just read it first. This is a, a neuromotivator is a green tech. Uh, it has no prerequisites, uh, and it says during the status phase, draw two action cards instead of one. There you go. Straightforward. Cool. Simple. So hot. So, I mean, we talked about it a little bit. So in a, in a typical 10-point game, this gets you, if you start with it, this gets you, what, four or five, I guess five probably? Action? Yeah, four, yeah four, four or five. Four maybe? I don't know. Yeah, action cards. So that's following politics twice. Uh, that's, I think, I think, I think our, our discussion earlier is like, that isn't that great, but anything I can do to, to press my luck a little bit, like I'll, I'll take it. Um, if it's just offered right. to me. Right. Well, if, if you go with AI dev and jump into strike wing alphas, right. Then you're not really, it's like you're, that you're trading out a potential shooting at people which you, you may or may not do, right? Depending right. on the meta you play with the people you're playing with, right? Plasma might not really do much of anything where Neural gets you, like you said, four to five more kicks at the can, right? which can do something for you. I mean, if one or two of those action cards hit and all of a sudden you're like, you're getting four or five extra resources out of that, well, I feel like that's way better than you having an extra PDS shot potentially if someone's going to come try to invade you. Yeah, I think I think that's where I'm at on this. Is I, I don't know that I ever would recommend researching Neuromotivator again unless you have to for a skip or you know, I don't even know. But but it, but if you're talking about this specific, this is why I actually love talking about this right now. If you're talking about it against plasma scoring, now now I'm sold on it. Uh, I guess I guess the only other possible value of plasma scoring, I know we're talking about Neuromotivator, but like is is if you're trying to go for War Suns, people do that as Argent. Uh, you know, the green doesn't really get you anywhere, so that all makes sense. But, but you know, I, I think I'm with you. I think that uh, I'd rather have the, you know, as you say, the kicks of the can uh, for Neural Motivator than, you know, maybe an extra shot or something. Yeah, and war, I can see War Suns, and then the other would be is, unfortunately, if two and two drops, right? Uh, right. Now, then you're probably getting Biostims. Or if you really want to go hot, you get Daxiv, right? You just you bring Daxiv <laughs> into your life, and you just make the world a happier place. Well, actually, I mean, if I go two and two, I already got AI dev. Maybe I still just go, I don't know. Do I go self-assembly routines? or I, I don't know. You know, I just get a different red and, and, and maybe airy hollow lattice or something. I, yeah, two and two isn't fun as Argent because you don't really need two more techs like at all. So, And that's, I mean, but that's, there's plenty of other factions that like you said, two and two drops and you're like, uh, no, no thanks. Like if you're playing L1 and two and two drops, oh you just gosh. like start to vomit. Right. You're, so there's plenty of other factions that when that, objective flops you just say uh no thanks i'd rather not play this anymore the other so i we, we did i did a um hyper metabolism uh recently and just mentioned like I, I think this has like some similar homebrew common stuff so people will will let you like you draw like when you research this it, it becomes like an action to draw an action card or something you know people try to like improve it in that way so it's like giving you a similar amount of action cards but it's less like you know, I, I research it and I don't get anything right away kind of thing. But, but yeah, again, if we're talking yeah. about this scenario, Argent Flight, you're starting with it. I think we're fans. There you go. You heard me say I like a green tech kind of situationally. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Extremely situationally. You 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 might prefer it over tier zero red tech. All right. Yeah, which, which is also not saying a lot. Sandwich. Right. Oh. Exactly. But we said something. 
Right. There you go. <laughs> we said something about neuromotivator. What more do you want from us? Yeah, exactly. Get what you pay for on this show. That's for sure. Well, while we're at it, actually, I have a question for you that I just kind of need to know. Are, do, would you put Mayo on LT or are you a non-Mayo kind of guy? That's oh, the, my gosh. Um, oh, hard to answer that. So I, I, I am, at my core, a big, big Mayo guy. Big fan of Mayo. Um, yeah. Would I put it on my BLT? Um, you know, I probably would. I think I probably would. It softens things up Perfect. real nicely. I- I would completely agree. I feel like a BLT without mayo is just unfortunately not the, it doesn't come close to the apex sandwich that you can have. Not that you eat a BLT to get nutritional value, obviously. (laughs) Well, if I don't put mayo on it, the roof of my mouth is going to have something to say about that a few hours later or whatever. So damn straight or right away, it's going to start barking at you and say, Hey, what are you doing? (laughs) Great question. Yes. And good to know you'd put it on there too. I mean that's important to know too. I guess I guess you know on similar question. I mean are we you know are you are you a big crispy bacon guy or do you want it you know a little little less cooked? I don't mind crispy bacon. It's a little tricky. My wife is 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 more of a a, a pliable kind of yeah, bacon. Pliable. There's so I, I I usually just kind of make it however she wants it, and I just whenever we have bacon, which is not that frequently, because like you said, it's there's not really too much nutritional value in bacon. <laughs> uh, so whenever we decide to dabble, maybe on the weekends. Um, However she wants it, which is usually not as crispy, um, that's how it's prepared. All right. Well, so now that we've solved the mayo conundrum right now, <laughs> that we, now that we're kind of on the same level as that, um, I know you've talked on your podcast uh, about being a parent. And I, I also have a, a son who's uh, on the younger side, it seems like. But since becoming a parent as, as dads, what is one or things that have you've in a way had to give up or have changed because you became a parent that you no longer had a chance to do that you used to find super enjoyable. Oh, sure. No, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good question. Like one thing is I used to play like video games more often. Right. But for me to play a video game enjoyably, you know, I want to spend 30, 40, 60 minutes on that and, 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 you know, get immersed and, and really enjoy doing that. And so part of what happened when I became a parent and my kids started getting older is that's actually part of what got me into like board games is more of a thing is like, cause I can, if I'm playing a solo game, I can just like take a couple of moves and just leave it there and just come back. I don't feel like I, I, I mean, I'd like to do that for a long period of time too, but it, I, I feel like it's like easier for me to just kind of jump in and out of that for some reason. Um, yeah. and then other stuff, like I used to go rock climbing, uh, like three, four times a week at one point and, uh, wow. just stopped doing that for, for years and years because, you know, for me to go and spend three, four hours doing it. And people do this as parents, but for me, it just didn't feel like it made sense for me to go do that. Um, of course, now my kids are just barely getting old enough that I'm certain to take them rock climbing. And uh, so hopefully that will be an investment over the next few years that, you know, maybe we can start going more frequently or whatever. But yeah, no, nice. being a parent has changed things uh, 100% for me. Yeah, I I completely understand. And uh, like I said, I, I, I'm blessed with a two-year-old. And, oh my and gosh, that has, okay. That has shifted enough, but never mind having two that are of a certain age where you're just probably constantly on the go, like doing different activities. Well, then that's, yeah, that's the other thing is like getting them to stuff. So my kids, I've got three, I've got, uh, okay. they? they just, so I got, they all had birthdays. So their uh, oldest is nine and then I've got seven-year-old twins, actually boy, girl twins. And oh, so, nice. yeah, so I got like two age groups, but three kids and, uh, and they're a ton of fun, but uh, you know, t- like, like you said, they definitely take a lot of time, I, but, but it's, it's little things that are just hilarious. Like, uh, we want, we want to go try to go camping more this summer. So I finally got like a, 
like with a, you know, like a six man tent big enough for all of us to go or whatever. And I set that up in the, in, in, in a room last night. And of course they all wanted to sleep in there. So instead of sleeping in their room, <laughs> they all wanted to sleep in this stupid tent last night, stuff like that is fun. Right. But it just <laughs> keeps you from maybe going out and doing, I mean, that's why async, right. They call it like the dad lands or whatever, uh, which is, I guess a, yep. a bit sexist, but like, you know, but, but the idea of, of this is something I can come to spend five minutes on, you know, and go back to my actual responsibilities or whatever has been huge. Absolutely. I guess split sessions used to do that too, but, uh, but this is, it's just so convenient. It's, it's so convenient to, to be able to. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And it's when you're not potentially on, on parent slash dad duty, you spend a couple of minutes plugging away, playing some, some twilight. Totally. So that was flight of fancy. I had a really good time talking to him. Uh, you know, can someone please let him, you know, play Argent Flight in the next game you're in with him or something. It sounds like it's been a long time. Um, but with that, I, you know, we'll just close out the show. Let's do some various updates. I already touched on the async rank. So just one uh, quick bot update that I want to make sure that I am covering here. You may have noticed that on your map, there's some new stats, like in your stat block on the bottom, like on the right-hand side, there's some new stats. Um, there's four different things. So let me actually pull up a map here. Um, you've got like a, like a yellow thing, a heart, an explosion and like a ship explosion. If I could describe the, the, the icons there. So first one is how many resources every unit you have on the board is worth. You've got health points. So that's just how many hits you could take. So a destroyer is one, a fighter is one, uh, sustained damage is two. So that's just hit points, combat roll power. So if all your units on the board rolled a die at once, um, how many hits would you expect? That's kind of fun. And then the fourth one is unit ability roll power. So that, you know, adds up like your anti-fighter barrage, bombardment, space cannon. Like, so if you rolled everything at once, which doesn't even make sense, but if you rolled it all at once, how many hits would you expect to get? Uh, Finn warns us to not take these too seriously. Um, but you know, they are fun. And I do kind of appreciate looking down like, oh man, I do have like no plastic. Why do I have so much less than everybody else or whatever? So it's a nice little thing there. Again, just love to see the bot getting better all the time. And that's our show for today. Thanks for listening to Strength and Bonds. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and probably other places. If you liked this episode, leave a comment in the episode discussion in Discord, or come by the Sandwich Bar to chat about the show. And remember, go take your turns.